we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. But I believe the Bible, and the Bible celebrated, these men celebrated Jesus at this particular time, and that's what we do. Mark, I mean, Matthew 2 and 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Why were they troubled? Because the Savior was coming, and it was going to make Herod a nobody. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet. Now, that would have been the first thing if I was Herod. I would have got scared at that point because they appoint me to something that was written a thousand years ago, and it's going to tell us where he's being born. I would think that he had some power. That's just me. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land, he quoted the scripture, and, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people of Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, so then he separated and said, y'all come here, let me, let me ask y'all something. He inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. But you knew what Herod was going to do, right? When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood where the young child was. Now, this is the part that a lot of astrological uh, people have a problem with because they believe that the people, the king followed a star and found them, but the Bible doesn't really say they followed a star. They basically said the star w was with them, moving, and it went before them, and then it stood over where the young child was. That's some powerful stuff right there. Yeah. And when they saw the star, because you can follow a star and keep following the star, and it ain't going to lead you. It's going to lead you nowhere because the star is so high up and when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy and when they were coming to the house they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him and when they had opened their treasures they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh um, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod they departed into their own country another way very powerful story here. Um, they did not go back to Herod uh, because they saw in a dream that Herod wanted to kill Jesus. And Herod wanted to kill Jesus because the scripture said a governor shall be born and Herod was the governor as king. So this is why. So anyway, some important notes from this particular passage. There were three gifts, not three wise men. Amen. Sorry to mess up your coloring book. <laughs> but it does not say how many wise men there were. Now, there are some theologians or historians that say there were five of them, uh, but we don't know. All we know is that there were, the Bible said three gifts, so they assume since there were three gifts, each one had a gift. Uh, but the Bible just says they all gave their gifts and they all had some of the same things. So they may have just had a big bag of potpourri. We don't know. Amen. But... <laughs> 
We don't know, but they, they we just know it was not three particular, I mean, three three men. Also, they were not, uh, Jesus was not in the manger, but in the house at this particular time. He was born in the manger, but when they came, he was in a house. So they did not come kneel before the manger to give him the gifts. And that's just another misconception of some, you know, um, someone embellishing the story to make it more dramatic, basically. Then Jesus was a young child when the wise man found him. He was not an infant. Okay, so Jesus probably could just walk up and pick up that gold. Give me, uh, yes, I'll take that. Yes. <laughs> I'll take some of that. Yeah, give me that right there. But Jesus was a young child when they, when they found him because their journey took a long time. It took them a long time to get to him. All right. And then their names were not given, of course. Uh, people have given them names, yeah, and then named their children after them. But their names were not given in the scripture. All right. Gifts are not always monetary or tangible, but they should be what? From the heart. So we give gifts on Christmas, different things, but a lot of times gifts are not monetary and a lot of times gifts are not tangible. But whether they're monetary, tangible, whatever they are, they should always be given from the heart. Amen. You don't give a gift because somebody asks for it. Amen. I mean, you can, but that's really not from the heart. And you shouldn't want a gift that you ask for. Amen. I know at Christmas, all this new stuff y'all do, I'm going to take you shopping, we'll pick out what you want. I know all that. I'm, a, I'm old school. I like surprise me, thinking of me, pop up with it, all that. You know, I just like the element of that. But some people don't like that, and that's fine. Some people like gift cards, let me go get what I want. That's fine, too, especially when you don't know a person's taste. Amen? So I, I understand that. Uh, but... You know, true gifts, monetary or tangible, they should always, whatever you do, it should be given from the heart because you really want to give it to the person. The gifts given by the Magi were expensive gifts, and they all had meaning. Okay, so back then, people didn't just give a gift, but they would give you something that had a deeper meaning than what it was when you visibly saw it. The gold they gave honored Jesus as king. The frankincense they gave him honored Jesus as God, and then the myrrh was a sign that Jesus was a man. So he was a God king, basically, uh, as a man. And so these gifts all had particular meaning. Jesus Christ is our ruler and lawmaker. We should obey what he commands in his word. Amen? So to truly give your life to the Lord, you're giving him what you want to do. You're giving it up for what he wants you to do. Does that make sense? That's what a Lord is. Lord of your life means that he's Lord. That means he controls your life. That's what Lord means. So if he's your Lord and Savior, he controls you. Amen. That's what a king did. A king controlled everyone. Right? King was the ruler. He made the rules. He made the laws. And if you didn't obey him, you get your head chopped off. Well, that's Jesus. Je I mean, Jesus ain't going to chop your head off, but you're going to obey what he wants if you're going to be under him. If he's going to be your king, then you're going to be obedient to him and his commands. Amen? Revelation 17 and 14. These shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is what? Lord of lords and what? King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and what? Faithful. Faithful to do what? Faithful to do what? 
Obey him. Obey him. Lord of all lords and king of all kings. That means he's the chiefest and in charge. Amen? He's in charge. And so because he's in charge and because he's chief, we give him that position and we place him as Lord of our lives. His laws and statutes should be followed. In order for Jesus to be Lord of your life, you must do what? In order for Jesus to be Lord of your life, you must do what? Surrender your will to his. You cannot be a God king or king of your own life. Amen? You cannot. You have to give your life over to him and be led by him. Amen? Well, what does this look like? Well, this looks like you doing things that God would like for you to do. If you don't ever read your Bible, then you haven't given your life over to God. The very desire to not want to read the Bible means that you're really not with him. I'm preaching heavy in here now. It's getting, it's getting real holiness in here. Yeah, you got to surrender your life to him. You ought to want to do something with the Lord every now and then if he's Lord and Savior of your life. You ought to want to follow his commands and follow his rules and follow his laws if he's Lord of your life. You ought to like, you ought to like his rules. You got a problem with what Jesus wants you to do, then you don't like him. Am I, am I preaching too strict in here today? Hey, man, somebody trying to act like they're going to sleep. You better wake up. You ain't sleepy. You just don't want to hear this. Man, Satan blowing in your eyes. <laughs> Acting like you don't want to hear. You know I'm telling the truth. Hey, man, in that playing PlayStation all day, every day, you ain't talk to the Lord all day. Watching YouTube videos. Let me tell you, YouTube crazy because you start out, oh, let me research the Illuminati. Then they got the Illuminati and the Illuminati in Hollywood. Then you click on one of the Kardashians, now you end up keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, man, look what she got on. Oh, man, what? That, the what? She driving that? What that? You started out looking for the Illuminati. Now the Illuminati got you. Now you in the Illuminati. <laughs> it's designed to do that. That's why they got that sidebar. Then after your video go, go off, it's 20 videos in that box. Okay, let me see. Now, what direction am I going to go in? Went on there looking for the Lord and found Satan. But you ought to want to do something that the Lord wants you to do. Something. You ought to like the Lord. Hey, y'all think I'm being funny. But you ain't no Christian if you don't like Christ stuff. All the music you listening to, cussing you out and talking nasty. You got a problem with Christ. Uh-oh. Yeah. You ought to want to hear at least one song about the Lord. Or sing one yourself. Amen. Hey, man, if you got future in your playlist, you got a problem with the Lord. 
Yes, you do. Because you can't love the Lord and listen to future. That boy is possessed. He sings like an alien. And then when they turn the, 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 the auto tune off, he talk like that without it. <laughs> he crazy. Uh, him and Drake and all. If you listen to all that junk, man, something is wrong with you. That's sex, nasty, filth. Amen. I'm going to preach it in here. I don't care about you. I ain't thinking about what you, are you looking at me? Why are you listening? Why are you even like listening to that? You hear no robot singing? Robot cussing and singing nasty. That's because that junk is in you. That's why you like it. You're attracted to it because it's in you. Nobody picking music. I done told y'all that before. You're not picking music. Music's picking you. It's selecting you for destruction. Can I preach in here? You single and listening to Barry White. Why you listening to Barry White and you single? He always singing about being with somebody. And you don't have nobody. Listening with by faith to Barry White. You cannot be a God king or king of your own life. You have to give your life up for Christ. Look at somebody and say, You have to give your life up. You have to give your life up for Christ. John 15 and 10, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Did you hear that? If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Amen? Another, any other God includes our own flesh. Any other God, including our own flesh, removes Christ as our Lord and King. He must have all or nothing. Amen? Amen? So why are you listening to Millie Vanilli in your playlist? He must have all or nothing. <laughs> Remember them? Dudes couldn't speak English but could sing it. That's some, that's some foolishness. Man, we fall for some dumb stuff. That's worse than the, the sign language dude with, uh, with, with, uh, at the funeral. Now, that, that's top five funniest things that have ever happened on this planet. That's top five. He is still my hero. That. Uh, he's my hero. That dude defied all the security in the world. He defied all security and got up there bullcorning. You know, just defied every security measure ever. <laughs> Didn't know no sign language. He, he is... Y'all see when he did the caveman sign? I said, that's the caveman walk, go to Big Rock, standing right next to Obama, just, I mean, everybody, Obama, he bumping into him, oh, dude, you have defied every, let me go try to get mad at him afterwards, I'm like, dude, I done done it now, bro, I just defied the world's greatest security measures, man, that was hilarious, boy, that was funny. But any other God, including our flesh, removes Christ as our Lord and King. He must have all or nothing. Matthew 6 and 24. No man can serve what? 
two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the God of money. Amen? So you can only serve one master. It says you cannot. Look at somebody and say you cannot. No man can do it. No man can do it. So either you're serving Christ or you're not. If there's another master of you, then Christ is not master of you. That's what the Bible is telling us here. Because you're going to love one and hate the other. You're going to have to make that choice. Amen? Amen? Amen! It's time to clean your iPod, your iPhone, clean it up. Clean your Facebook, clean your Twitter, clean your chap, nap, snap, what do you call it? Chap, snap. Chap, snap? Snap, chap. Snap, chat. Yeah. But you clean your Snapchat up. Amen? Your Snapchat. I said it right. Snapchat. And your Twitter. And your Instagram. Amen? And I'm talking to grown folks, too. Because you be on there. Trying to be younger than you are. Man, you better be your Look at someone and say, be your age. Oh, folk message or whatever. And I go to that page. I'll be like... That, no, they don't go to my church. I don't recognize that. That might be her daughter. Be your age. Amen. There's nothing wrong with being your age. Amen. I love being my age. I love being my age. And I want young folks to respect my age, too. You better respect me as being older. It took a lot for me to get this age. Amen. So I ain't taking no junk now. Amen. I ain't friends with nobody young. I ain't your friend. I'm your elder. You 16, we ain't friends. I can't be friends with no 16-year-old. Brother Jermaine ain't your friend either. Even if you in teen council, he ain't your friend. He here to help you. And you look at him like that. Oh, he cool. He just like one of us. No, he's not. He's older than you. And you respect him. Amen. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Amen. Quit being best friends with your kids. Yeah, they'll, they'll grow up and whip your tail. Fight you like a friend. Making them think they're equal and can just speak their mind and say whatever. What, oh, no, bro, we're not equal. I know I'm preaching. I'm all off the gold. I ain't said nothing about no gold, bro. What does the gold do? Let's get back on this. Uh, gold. But the gold means Jesus Christ is king. All right. The other gift that they gave Jesus was frankincense and that meant or represented him being God. God enjoys our praise. We offer up our talents to him as a what? A gift. Now, when I tell people this, uh, you know, I go and talk to musicians and different ones uh, that do music or whatever, and they always telling me, you know, I think Kurt is the worst at this, but always telling me how God gave him this song and God gave me this song and I was just sitting at the piano and I hear music coming down like rain from heaven. Hey, man, uh, PJ, uh, did you just wake up one day and have the ability you have now? Did that happen? It didn't happen. You know, how long you been playing? So when you first started, could you play like you play now? 
Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time I was playing the drums, and, you know, I turned out to be a very good drummer. That was my main instrument, you know, during high school or whatever, played in jazz bands and stuff. But before that, I think I was four years older, and, uh, oh, man, Kojic will scar you sometimes. I'll never forget this. But I was on the drums one time, and, man, I, I thought I was killing. I really did. I felt in my spirit, oh, yeah, I got this. Because I was, I was playing while the preacher was preaching. So, you know, you're just sloshing around. And like, you know. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my foot couldn't even reach the pedals. But I was, I was on the top of them, just, you know. Then they started some uh, bump music, you know, because the preacher, I guess, got to the high part. So they started, mm-mm. And, you know, I'm four. So I'm like, oh. And all of a sudden, I just, somebody just, I mean, came up behind me, didn't warn me, nothing picked me up and flung me and I was crushed and I said I ain't gonna help play again so I was on my way home and I told my dad I ain't gonna help play again he said yeah you will I said no I don't want to play no more he said boy you better get home and practice he went and got me a drum set remember that he got me a drum set he said you practice you get good because you're gonna come play when I preach uh man I got Got good, started trialing, you know, playing with him or whatever. But he didn't let me punk out, you know, now politically correctness and all that. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to shoot marbles? I, what, you know, now you got to just ask the kid what he want to do. I don't want to play no more. Well, what do you want to do, Johnny? Oh, I think I want to be a girl. Okay, well, we'll get you a wig and we'll change your clothes. That's what they're doing now. My daddy wouldn't even let me cry. I was trying to cry. Boy, you better suck them tears up. I better not see a tear. Because you're going to get on the draw and you're going to get good. That's what he told me. Yeah. And so I, I did. I got, I got real good at it. But yeah, but that tells you right there that it, it's not a gift. If it was a gift, I'd have been, I, when I was four, I'd have been able to play like I was 20. No, no. It's a talent. Look at somebody say talent. Talent. It's a talent. Talent, talent, talent. 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 It's not a gift. It's all that old God gave me. Listen, if God gave you a song, we wouldn't even be able to listen to it. You wouldn't be able to sing it. If God gave you a song, this whole building would just blow up. You start singing it and just... (laughs) Lord, don't give us no more songs. My God. Remember that old song? God gave me a song that the angels could not sing. Man. If the angels can't sing it, I don't want it sung in here. It's going to be thunder and lightning in this place. God ain't gave you no song. God don't want to give you a song. God wants you to give him a song. And that's what it is. But see, to monopolize the industry, these guys have to act like they have something that you don't. So they say, God gave me this like you can't get it. I have a Grammy and you don't have one because God gives me things that he doesn't give to you. That's not true. Now, God gives gifts and disperses those. But he named what those gifts were. So it's no mystery what the gift is. So we need to be careful with this. Oh, yeah, he has the gift of music. That wasn't one of the ones he listed. Amen? Man, I'll preach this thing. We're going to have to snatch this little snippet out and upload this. 
because some folks need to hear this. But that's some foolishness. They come up with this whole gift thing to separate themselves from normal people so they can keep making money and being famous. That gives them a place that you don't have. So, yes, I have the gift. I have. No, you don't. It's a talent. And anyone could do it if they went through what you went through to get it. Amen. Amen. You a good singer because you had a traumatic life growing up, and that's the way you let it out, or that's the way you processed it, and it made you better. You started trying to come up with something so that you could have an identity because the identity you were supposed to get maybe failed you. You understand what I'm saying? That's why African-Americans, that's why we, you know, I hate to stereotype us, but we do. We run faster, jump higher than the average Caucasian person. But that's because of slavery and the oppression. We went through oppression and it made us better in those areas. But when it's time to do business, if we do a credit check on all the whites and the blacks, then we'll start seeing some differences. I ain't got no credit, but I can jump higher than you. It's all oppression. It's just all what we've been through. It's all what, that, that's what it does. It just, it manifests in that way. So that don't make you better than anybody. You just went through something they didn't go through. The person that's singing and getting all the attention and doing all the roles, got everybody liking them and everybody, and then you go to somebody that can't sing and say, see, look what I can do. And they're like, well, I don't have to be able to do that. You see what I'm saying? So we ain't separating nobody in here just because you have an ability that someone else don't do. That's just an ability that's just a man. And I don't even want to know what you went through to get that ability. When you should have been talking to somebody, you was in there with the music. So now you have a problem communicating. You got problems with secret sins. Just because that's the part that you invested in. But that don't, that man, oh, I could preach this for real. So we give up our talents to God as a gift. That's what he wants. That's true praise for us to give him our ability. Amen? That's what these musicians do every Sunday. That's what we all do. We give God our ability as a gift. That's what you do when you sing. You give it to him. He's not giving us the next adamant believer. Waiting on God to give us the best adamant believer ever. The, the best version. No, we don't want to hear that one that God plays. He got frequencies our ears can't, can't handle. So quit saying God gave you that and God gave me a song. And all oh, the other day, the Lord dropped a song in my spirit. Dropped a song in your spirit. Explain that. How did it happen? Dropped in your spirit. First of all, where's the spirit? Where did it hit? How did it drop? I just need some. Uh, quit saying stuff. They just be saying what they heard somebody say. Oh, he just dropped it in my spirit. What is How? Where did it go? How did you get it out of there? That stuff don't make no sense. That's just church jargon. So God didn't drop one in nobody else's spirit but yours. There's a song on my heart. Uh, uh, Y'all pray for me. God has got a song on my heart. I mean, did you just listen to it on the way up here? Why is it on your heart? Is that going to affect your heart's performance? What? Come on, man, you singing a song that you think the people might like. Won't you just say that? That don't sound, that don't sound, no, no, no. It can't be just a song. I'm, I'm not just singing what I think y'all are like and think y'all will enjoy what I'm able to do. They don't want it to be that easy. Hebrews 13 to 15, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of what? Praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips doing what? 
That's all of us. Sacrifice of what? We all are able to give that. Our praise is just like frankincense or an incense that goes up to God as a sweet-smelling savor. Exodus 29, 18, and thou shalt burn the whole ram upon the altar. It is a burnt offering unto the Lord. It is a sweet savior, an offering made by what? Fire unto the Lord. We no longer have to sacrifice animals to get the smoke, but the praise of our lips sends the same aroma up to God. God actually inhabits our praises. When we praise God, we create an atmosphere that he desires to what? dwell in. Revelations 5 and 8. And when they had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them what? Harps and golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of the saints. And then finally, the final gift was myrrh. And myrrh means that or represented Jesus Christ being man. Jesus is God's only begotten son. He represented God when he came in the flesh. Amen? John 6 and 40 says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So Jesus was bringing us eternal life, representing his Father, God, but he was a man. Look at somebody say, he was a man. In ancient times, when a person died, myrrh was used as an embalming or preserving agent to prevent the body from decaying. This is how Christ's love works for us. We are alive because he resides in us, and we have eternal life to preserve us forever. 1 Corinthians 15 and 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be what? Made alive. That's what this myrrh represents. Myrrh was also used for medicinal purposes, and we know the power of Christ heals the sick and raises the dead. This gift was symbolic of what Christ did for us all, physically and what? Spiritually, Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are what? We are healed. Summary! Christ is worthy of our praise, our glory, and our honor. Jesus came to teach us, heal us, preserve us, and now what? Rule over us. So we should give him ourselves and fully commit to doing his will. If Jesus is Lord of our lives, then we should present gifts befitting of him. The only, look at somebody say the only. The only appropriate gift would be our bodies as, living, as a living sacrifice. This is all we got to give God is our body. We are giving to God what is rightfully his and what he has commanded in his word. During this holiday season, we may give physical gifts to one another, but just like the Magi, we need to offer three wise gifts to Christ, our body, our soul, and our spirit. Our entire being is the only suitable gift worthy of our Lord, Savior, and King. Amen? Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your what? 
reasonable service. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.